Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am super pumped for this episode, Conversations to Completion. I'm going to move slow. I want to say all the words at once. So I'm trying to be careful because, you know, I can start talking pretty fast when I get excited and that's what I want to do. So I'm trying to navigate this slowly, but you are going to also hear me probably flipping a few pages of the book, Alchemizing Judgment, A Guide Back to Love. There is a chapter, chapter eight, explicitly titled Completion. And I am going to be reading a little bit from this chapter and also just coaching you around the importance of conversations to completion. And for those of you who may have been following my content for a while, you might have heard me uh, refer to uh, completion conversations as sweaty conversations because we typically will sweat our way through these conversations. (laughs) And so I just really want to be open with you. Like I said, you will hear me reading from this this chapter. However, I'm not going to read to you the whole time, but I would highly recommend to grab this book. You can get it on abigailgasta.com forward slash books, or you can get it off of Amazon. Eventually the audiobook will be available, but I am actually in the process of recording the Talking to the Trees audiobook, which will come out on Thanksgiving Day 2021. And then if you haven't already listened to the Giving Up, Giving Up the Memoir of a Quitter audiobook, that is already available on uh, Audible. So be sure to be tuning in. Be sure to be grabbing these books. I write them particularly to support you in your development, your emotional intelligence. And I want to talk today about the concept of completion. When it comes to integrity specifically, completion is by far the most important component to facilitate the work and create forward momentum in your life. So one of my favorite things to say about completion is that you cannot run a marathon with a ball and chain on your foot. Completion is the concept of healing your wounds to the point that they no longer hold negative energy or keep you operating at a low frequency in life. Unhealed wounds disempower you and hold you back. So you know you are successfully practicing completion when you are consistently less triggered in your life on a day-to-day or even a moment-to-moment basis. Transformation in itself is about being able to live empowered for long durations of time and to recover from disempowerment quickly. I share this because I believe many people confuse being transformed or enlightened as being perfectly peaceful or blissful or tolerant, and it is hardly that. Much like you cannot exclude judgment from your humanness, you cannot rid your life of unexpected hardship, disappointment, and triggers. So the reason this is so important is because completion allows you to cut that ball and chain off of your foot and move forward. Life will literally every moment and every day trigger or offer you a new opportunity to practice completion and clearing. So constant clearing and releasing is available through completion, but I don't think that we all really have an understanding of what completion is. And and as I mentioned, it's to close that chapter so that it holds no more energy. So much like you guys hear me talk about divorce, in the first year after divorce, I could not talk about my divorce without crying or falling apart or getting triggered and it really taking me out for days or weeks or months or whatever. 
And now I can talk about it without that energy, without that attachment, without that pain as to teach a lesson. And so that I've turned my pain into purpose. And I also have a whole chapter dedicated to turning your pain into purpose, into alchemizing judgment. For those of you who may not have really heard of this book or heard of that term, alchemizing means to upcycle energy. It means to turn something in a low vibration to a high vibration through transmutation, through alchemy. And so I want to refer to completion in a few ways that I do in this book. So the act of completion is saying what there is to say and doing what there is to do to put a period at the end of a sentence in your life. It looks like closing a chapter in the book of your life, as I mentioned, tying up loose ends, healing an open wound, removing a thorn. So these are just visuals and understandings for, again, closing and healing. It's delivering unspoken communications. It's reconciling debts, whether that be financial debts or energetic debts. It's handling unkept promises. It's ending toxic behaviors and relationships. It is feeling unfelt feelings. It is fully grieving loss and disappointment. It is digesting unattended thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And if you have to go back 30 seconds to re-listen to that list, those are places to look for incompletions in your life. And this is so powerful that when we decide to take these on, well, First off, each of these components are energetic blocks that sit stagnant in your body. So when you are incomplete, when you have an open wound, an unspoken communication, an unreconciled debt, an unkept promise, you know it. Whether you forget it or not, like your body is keeping score and other people's bodies are keeping score. And so there's this energetic, um, you know, it's like people send hatred or they send send basically like the frequency of like you owe me or again this isn't just financial right it's like you broke your promise you broke your word and that's undone there is something undone and if we can really get serious about this we can feel so done on so many levels that we're not living in our past. This is our attachment to our past. When we complete the past, we are allowed to be in our present and we are really allowed to look towards our future because many of us aren't actually looking towards our future in the truest way. We are projecting our past into our future. We go, I don't want to try that. Remember the last time? Remember how that went? Uh, don't forget or it just keeps triggering you because you haven't completed it yet. And so there's one more thing that I really, really want to say. Oh, actually, there's lots of things I want to say. Oh, my gosh, I could I could seriously read this whole chapter to you guys because it's just so brilliant. But I like to point out that um, until you acknowledge and work out your incompletions, they will stay stored in your energetic body and weigh you down. So that constant sore neck, that pain, the migraine, arthritis, tendinitis, countless other symptoms are storage of low frequency gunk that are stuck on the walls of you, that are stuck in the energetic body of you. And so if you've considered doing anything on that list that I mentioned, like processing that, you can just take a deep breath and know how much, like it might be scary to think to do that, but you have to consider the resolution that exists on the other side of that. And then there's one more piece of this puzzle that I want to offer before I talk to you about conversations to completion. I want to share with you guys that one distinction that's really important as you take on completion in your life, particularly around like death and breakups or maybe job loss. Okay. So completion 
is commonly mistaken for closure. However, I would like to invite you that closure is from your ego. The illusion of closure is believing that getting answers from people you feel owe you an explanation will bring you peace. Did you hear that? Thinking that someone owes you something and that you can't be complete until you get something from someone else is totally from your ego. It looks like trying to figure out and understand circumstances prematurely just so you can feel better or have momentary belief. This can completely sabotage you actually getting completion because closure is forceful. Closure is surface level and contingent upon external factors. We sense that we need closure when we can't seem to make sense of things or when the outcomes seem unfair to us. We operate from a space of manipulation when seeking closure because it is not actually closure that we are seeking. It is a false sense of control that we desire. Bing, uh, calling you out, it's your control freak that wants closure, okay guys? Completion, on the other hand, is about transmuting the previously painful energy or circumstance into something that empowers us. It is properly digesting an experience and its energy to bring you back to love and gratitude. So completion would actually have you grateful for that experience that you previously had a disempowering relationship to. Closure is a band-aid fix for an issue that needs heart surgery. Completion is a whole new diet that will help you obtain and maintain heart health, literally and figuratively. This is so, so important because as you're taking on completion, if you catch yourself wanting closure, meaning you want to control someone else or what they say or how they feel to be sorry to you, you might never get that. And that will prevent you from having the closure you actually desire. Best example is when someone dies, unkept promises, unspoken words, a wound, someone traumatized you in your life, and then they die. You cannot get closure from them, but you can complete the experience for yourself. This could look like therapy. This could look like coaching in some formats. It could look like meditation, but processing your experience is what will provide you completion. I definitely recommend doing this work professionally, particularly when you feel like you don't have contact with the person that you don't have closure with, or it's an actual circumstance. Let's say you were in a car accident and there's no one at fault for that, right? You flip the car. You might actually need completion one with your yourself if you feel like you're at fault. Two, if it's an act of God or like your house has burned down and there's really no source to blame and you can't find completion with that because you can't get an answer that you think you need, then completion is the work there is to do, which is processing the loss, grieving. Again, saying what there is to say, that's what's so powerful is like we might actually blame God or universe or some higher power or a force greater than us for the bad things that have happened in our lives. And if we are holding that spiteful, hateful, resentful energy in our body, it is going to just murder us, like slow death. And so I highly encourage completion as a process. And if you want to process that, you can always reach out. You head to abigailgasta.com, fill out for a discovery call. Something that is shifting in my business is that when you apply for a discovery call, you might get me or you might get one of our support coaches who are also very certified and qualified to support you in your process. So I want to make that 
yet known because this is actually a really beautiful evolution of Hearts Unleashed as a company, meaning that we intend to serve not just hundreds, but thousands and full scale, like hundreds of thousands and millions. And so with that being said, obviously Abigail Body can't do all of that work. And so we are growing in a really beautiful way where we are providing multiple services. And so um, you are always welcome to fill out for a discovery call and that that might look like meeting with Coach Marcy or Coach Victoria or Coach Aaron or Amber or Aviance. And, and we will have more coaches as we grow and or uh, Amber Lee, like there's tons of us on board. And even with Jill and Rhonda, like they, you guys, I just, I love what we have and I love what we're building. And, and you are going to hear a lot more about that as, as time goes on. So stay tuned because we are going to be launching some really big stuff here in May and June of 2021 into 2022. So uh, again, stay tuned. But the last thing that I want to offer you is an actual exercise for completion. Now, this is conversations to completion. This would include someone else. I think that these are really powerful, particularly in our immediate relationships, let's say a significant other, with parents, with children, with friends, colleagues, and another thing I'd like to say is you could definitely use this for someone you're no longer in communication with uh, to start a powerful conversation. So a good example would be my ex-husband. Uh, I haven't talked to him in at least a year and a half, right? But if I need to have a conversation with him about something that uh, is coming up for me, something new that I'm now incomplete about and I need to hear from him, I could talk to him and, and have this conversation. And the last thing I want to say well, it's part, it's built into here what I'm going to read you. And I am going to include this bulleted list on the blog post for this episode. So you can head over to heartsunleashed.com and find this episode under the search by title page and then look up this exercise. It is also in Alchemizing Judgment, A Guide Back to Love. So I will also hyperlink the book so that you can grab that as well but I'm gonna read this. So if you are committed to creating a completion conversation with somebody, this is helpful to share these cues with your partner in order to empower both of you in a conversation to completion. So some steps that you can use are, I'm gonna speak as the person requesting completion, and then I'll share like uh, you can tell them. So uh, it would be as if I walk up to the conversation, let's just say it's you and me, and I'm gonna try to simplify this exercise. So I'm in complete with you. So I walk up and I say, hey, I have something vulnerable that I need to share. And if it helps, you can share the emotions as well. Hey, I have something I need to share with you. It's vulnerable. I am nervous. I feel uneasy or concerned about what you're going to think about this. So you're basically opening the conversation and then share as authentically as you can tolerate. And I'm asking you to really stretch here. So it might say, um, you know, you said something the other day that really triggered me and upset me and it's been on my mind and I wanted to bring it up with you, but I was, I was nervous and I didn't know what you meant by it. And so like now you're sharing, right? So for the listener, you now, what I would ask you to do or guide you to do is to create space for my share by not interrupting me. So you guys know it is super, super natural that when someone says something like that, you triggered me, you upset me, I think you this, you, you might have that, we go into defense. So you might interrupt me from my share by saying, no, -uh, or 
you don't get it, or that's not what I meant, right? So the best way to have a true conversation to completion is to create space for that person's share by not interrupting. Now, this goes to both participants because that person will have a chance to talk to and you don't want to interrupt them. So um, an empowering response to a vulnerable share can look like, so let's say I just shared something with you. Some things that you could say back to me would be, what I heard you say was, and then reflect what you think you heard. So you would reflect what you think you heard or what you thought the person was sharing as directly as you think they said it. What I heard you say was what I said the other day bothered you, right? And so that gives me an opportunity to agree or disagree that you heard me correctly, right? This will allow the listener to reflect the share to acknowledge comprehension. Then allow for the person sharing to confirm or correct the listener's reflection to ensure that they feel seen, heard, and fully understood. And if they don't, so if you say, I think you, so what I heard you say was that what I said the other day triggered you. And I say, yes, it did. Or you might say, what I heard you said is that pissed you off right? And it's like, no, I didn't say it pissed me off. I said it triggered me. So people automatically listen through their own filter. And so to go back and forth on what we're saying is really, really important. And obviously it does take a certain amount of emotional intelligence to be able to have this conversation, right? So doing our best not to escalate the conversation by getting triggered even in the moment. And so reflect and correct, reflect and correct until both people feel clear and on the same page. And then a follow-up to a share can also be something to the effect of what the way I received that was. So the way I received what you shared was that I upset you. That upsets me because I don't want to hurt you. I love you. I care for you. I was trying to help. I was trying to be helpful, right? So that person obviously might add their own feelings to what you said now, right? And then another uh, follow-up could be what I made that mean is, what I made that mean is I can't tell you anything. <laughs> what I made that mean was you're easily upset and offended. What I made that mean is you can't handle the truth. Like people might give that a lot of meaning or they might say, what I made that mean was I'm an asshole, right? And you might say, I don't think you're an asshole. It did hurt, but I don't think you meant it that way, but I definitely need to clear this up with you. So obviously I am one person having a two person conversation. So I really hope that this is clear for y'all, but I'm just gonna keep rolling, okay? Again, allow space for each person's response without interruption. This is going to make a huge difference for everybody involved because even if you might have something to say, if you're only thinking of what you're going to say back, you are not actually listening to that person's communication. So try not to interrupt literally and try not to interrupt energetically, meaning only listening so that you can respond. And again, reflect and correct, reflect and correct until both people feel clear and understood. To begin ensuring full communication and comprehension and completion, one may ask, does that feel complete for you? Or you can ask, is there anything else you need to say to be complete? This is the most important because as you guys both feel like you are arriving to an understanding of each other, 
when you feel like you are arriving to the end of the conversation, it is really thorough. It is high integrity to say, is there anything else you need to say to be complete? You might ask that of them. You might ask that of yourself. Is there anything else I need to say to feel complete? Is there anything else? Is this complete for me? Because if you check in with yourself, you're going to find if it isn't, and you're going to find if it is. And then allow for more to come up and say what comes up openly. Just be open about that. Another incompletion may be identified and sorted out as well. Obviously, that's what I mean by asking that question multiple times. These are very thorough questions when they are asked multiple times and we genuinely search in our heart for the answer, yes, this is complete. Do this back and forth until both parties can say for themselves, I feel complete. And then one last thing I want to say, I don't know if I will find it. Oh yeah, it's right here. Now you may be rolling your eyes thinking, good Lord, Abigail, are we really supposed to do that all day, every day? And the answer is yes. I have shared this throughout the book. Uh, The more you do it, the better you get at it, and the less it seems like work in the first place. When I started doing this in my life, people were taken by surprise, and yet they leaned right into the conversation and questions. This amount of powerful questioning and communication is a relief in the world. And I'm going on in the book about the chapters, but what I want to say to wrap this episode up is... When you do this, you are starting a new conversation in the world, and it is normal. Even in a normal day-to-day conversation, I will ask, is that complete for you? Is there anything else you need to say to be complete? And they'll go, yeah, that was great. I love it. I feel complete. And they just lean right in as if it's normal. And, And so the more that you do this and the more you will be ending every day of your life every conversation and every day of your life complete. Could you freaking imagine being complete with every day of your life? You guys, we are not, there are so many days, there are so many phases, there are so many people we are incomplete with and you can apply this information to every day of your life and knock it out of the park. So I love you so much. Thank you for diving into this episode. You guys, if you loved this episode, I promise you with everything I have, you will love the book, Alchemizing Judgment, A Guide Back to Love. It is a book that acts like a manual. You could imagine just reading that completion chapter and being like empowered in life. This is a book that you could pick up any chapter and be like, holy shit, whoa, yes, right? So I encourage you to head to abigailgaza.com forward slash books, grab this, dive in, love it, live it, unleash that beautiful, beautiful heart of yours. Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. I love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.